You are now listening to the I Should Have Captained podcast. Game week three in the books, and I should have captained Rodrigo. Game week three, and you can imagine my shock and surprise when Chelsea got slapped up by Leeds. Um, I brought in Rodrigo. Again, I remember I've talked about this guy now two game weeks in a row. Talked about Rodrigo, talked about uh, Aronson, talked about Harrison. And every single one of them provided points. I did not expect what they were going to do against Chelsea. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not, I'm not a prophet, <laughs> right? But I thought these guys were playing quite well. Goal and assist Rodrigo. Goal and assist Harrison. Goal Aronson. Like, man, I don't know. Is it, if I talk about guys in there, do they start scoring? Because... <laughs> If that's the case, remember, I talked about um, this guy too, Gabriel Jesus, in the game week before he scored against Leicester, I begged him not to score. So I feel like, obviously, now again, obviously, you know, when you, when you, when you notice enough what's happening, you can figure out who's doing what. But still, like, to start feeling like it's almost right just feels so weird. Obviously, I did get some wrong. So Sterling was wrong. He did score, in fact, but it was offside. Um, Jesus, who was my captain... Scored, but he was ruled offside. And now that we've seen the Rashford goal, it's like his toe was a little bit over the line that they drew. So the line for VAR is also pissing me off because like in a different context, it seems like Jesus could probably have been onside, you know? And again, obviously it's because I'm salty. Like I'm obviously not going to deny that I would have loved for Jesus' goal to be onside. Like, I'm not going to lie about that. So, but it is what it is. Um, I brought in Sanchez who replaced Melier for me in my wildcard team. Sanchez got points. Melier got points. So it wouldn't even have mattered. Um, in my defense, I had Zinchenko. And I think I showed that if I went Salah and Saliba as my combination, I would have had a better set of points because Salah was going to be my captain in that case. But I didn't like the look of Liverpool. And so I took out Trent and Robertson, which is a good move. But now they play Bournemouth in game week four. So now I'm in a situation where I can't have them. But I still want to have them anyways because something is off with that defense. I will not be shocked if Liverpool concede one. They could win like 3-1, right? They, I wouldn't be surprised. Bournemouth aren't scoring that much. Like the only thing they scored against Aston Villa, but again, they've played City and Arsenal. So again, take it with a grain of salt. But I would not be shocked because Liverpool had no business drawing with Fulham, had no business dragging the game out with, Liverpool, with uh, Crystal Palace as well. So, now, I don't expect Bournemouth to be Fulham, but Bournemouth would not shock me by scoring because Liverpool are currently that bad. And I know it's, a lot of it is injuries, but it is what it is. Uh, James, obviously, was part of the Chelsea situation, so whatever. Koulibaly now is red-carded, so we move on. I would have loved for Jesus to get a goal because that was my captain, of course. Tony scored, Kane scored. So I think I've gotten my strike force pretty okay. I'm, I'm comfortable with my strike force right now. It was obviously Kane or Haaland for me, but I'm comfortable with those guys. And even my bench is okay as well. Andreas, if it was coming off the bench, would have been good. Um, maybe I should have kept Salah because now for, you know, the next game week, 
it feels somehow not having him going against Bournemouth, but I don't I don't really want Salah. I I just can't. I can't. So yeah, anyways, game week of 57 points, not bad. We're back on the green arrow trajectory, but I'm pretty sure Salah captain is going to be the downfall of me next week. Um, quickly run through the game weeks though. All right, so Spurs won, Wolves no. Go, I, I just, I saw Perisic, I'm like, he's starting, I'm guessing him. Like, I didn't even argue, I just went and got Perisic. So I have Perisic right there in my team. Kane is obviously in my team, so I'm not going to talk much about it. Kulusevsky's son, son is looking suspect. I've not, I've not seen much from him, but I mean, he's playing well, he's taking shots, so son. Crystal Palace, Zaha, had him in game week one. Game week one, did nothing. I took him out because that was the game I thought he would do something. Took him out. Two and three, he has now scored. Like, do you understand the, that's 19 points I've missed out on, 19. Enough said. Um, Villa don't look very good. Um, Bailey is the only one scoring. I have Watkins in the draft team. So Watkins is still doing his thing, I suppose, because he has given points back to back now. Um, two assists against Everton and, you know, the goal against Crystal Palace. So, you know, Watkins is still doing his thing. Um, by the way, Mateta's goal. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Again, enough said. Everton won, Nottingham Forest won. I think Nottingham Forest would have gotten away with a clean sheet here and this would have been the only place where I would have started Nico Williams. But at 4.0, starting taking shots, you know, Trent's mini. I'll keep him on my bench at the back of the bench, 4.0. I'm not complaining. Um, Patterson also, 4.0, not complaining. I think he's going to be the one until Seamus Coleman comes back. So again, we move on. Fulham-Brentford, a really good game. Tony scored, Mitrovic scored. So any of those two seem to be the way. I have Tony. Um, Mitrovic is the primary outlet for Fulham. And of course, he was going to get a goal. Um, obviously, I sold him because he missed the penalty. And I took on Tony instead just because their fixtures were better. And now we know that Mitrovic is, in fact, you know, a good guy to have in your team. But they play Arsenal, Brighton, Tottenham, and Chelsea next. So for me, it just made sense to take him out since I was on the wildcard already. So I've taken Mitrovic out. But maybe after game week seven, if I want to take more points, more money out of Tony, because now I've gotten the double rise on Tony. So... If I want to take him out there, maybe I'll think about Mitrovic or someone else. Maybe we'll go back to Haaland. But again, that's a future problem. All right. Then on the Brentford side, of course, Tony is just Tony. So let's move on. Southampton, Leicester 2-1. I don't know what's up with Leicester. Something, something, something fishy is going down there. Um, but Madison is still scoring. So I want to have Madison, but I'm worried that the team's overall performance being poor might affect him in the long run. So somehow Madison is still going to keep scoring yet the team isn't getting points. So it's just very somehow. Southampton on their own, Shea Adams came on and changed the game. So, you know, good for him. But Madison is the one I'm eyeing, 8.0. Their fixtures are going to turn pretty soon. They play Chelsea and Manchester United next. So from game week six, Madison becomes an option for me. Um, I think he might score against Chelsea just because we saw what, how bad Chelsea was last time out and now they're without Koulibaly. So maybe, you know, Chelsea defense isn't as good as it looked against Spurs. But then again, maybe they are just, you know, in a rough patch. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, Madison becomes an option for me in game week six. It's, it's too early for him. So I'm just going to ignore him. Arsenal, I mean, Arsenal just looked very, very good. Saliba scored. I wanted to have Saliba in my wildcard team and I just didn't for whatever reason. And now I'm regretting it. But I, <sighs> the thing is, again, Arsenal's spine is cool. I, I wanted Zinchenko at the time. But Saliba scoring, getting the clean sheets, and then the bonus points was like, wow. It was just like almost like a... A triple dagger because literally I had him instead of Ben Me, but I went Ben Me because I'm like, I'm going to bench him. I don't want to buy Saliba and then have the worry about starting him. But again, I keep forgetting my own principles. It's about getting points. Like, what does it matter if you have a player that is so good, a place with a good team and he's on your bench? Like, what does it matter, you know? So I should probably have kept Saliba anyways. But I bought Ben Me. Can you imagine? Ben Me of Brentford when I could have gotten Saliba of Arsenal. Shame. Anyways, Leeds 3, uh, Chelsea, you know, already talked about these boys, so we're going to move on already. 
Brighton to West Ham nil. Um, I think Pascal Gross is still, you know, doing the needful. Welbeck, as I talked about earlier too, still doing the needful in the previous episode. So Welbeck is also another option if you're not going to go with Mitrovic because uh, he's already 6.6. So if you're looking with 6.5 play, I think Welbeck is the one. He's not scoring as much, but he's so involved in the play and he's so dangerous and he's very busy in the box. So I think Welbeck is a viable option. Obviously not as good as Mitrovic, I think, but his fixtures are better. So if you want, if you're thinking about wildcarding early, then maybe consider him. But I think Mitrovic, after a few game weeks, will be the better one. But for now, I think just because of their fixtures being so good, like if you look at the Sea of Green, you know, Leeds, Fulham, Leicester, Bournemouth, Crystal Palace over the next five games, it's just too good to ignore. So for that reason, Brighton, you know, I have Sanchez. I think they've considered against Leeds, by the way, but they could win the game because Brighton are just that good. So I think they're well-organized. They just look like a well-oiled machine. So it is what it is. Short game of of the game week. Well, you know what? Maybe the other one was the short game. But Newcastle three, Manchester City three. I think... I know Newcastle is resolute. I know that defensively they're solid. But when they went 2-0 up, I was like, damn, this is not looking too good, you know? But still, you know, it was a good game, fun to watch. Uh, I think Wilson was taking about the precaution. I don't think he was injured or anything like that. Um, so that was good. Trippier took a fantastic free kick. Um, I believe he's now 5.1. Yeah, he is 5.1. So he has given points in the last three games straight. Um, and now they play Wolves, Liverpool, Crystal Palace in the next three. So... You know, Newcastle's defense is not bad at all. And other than Liverpool, which is starting to look suspect, you know, maybe you take a bunt because, and obviously if it's not Trippier, you can go, you know, Botman, you can go Dan Byrne, you can go um, Fabian Shaw as options as well if you don't want Trippier. So, you know, Newcastle look very, very good. On the Man City side, I have KDB. I still think he's frightening. I still think he's dangerous. So I have him. Haaland is going to start getting arrested. Pepper talked about it already. He's going to rest him once Champions League game starts. Um, I have, I've looked at, you know, Gondwan. I like him. He's getting in very good positions. I liked the way he was feeding off the play. And obviously he opened the scoring again. And of course he's getting among the bonus. So because obviously he plays in midfield, so he touches the ball, he makes a lot of passes. So Gondogan or Gondwan is, um, is, in, is, is, is entry my, is entry my 7.6 now. He's gone up a little bit. Um, again, the fixture, the sea of green, Crystal Palace, Nottingham Forest, Aston Villa, Tottenham might be their kryptonite, by the way. Um, but again, there's Tottenham there. That's probably the only difficult one. Wolves next, then Manchester United, Southampton. So between now and game week 10, I think, you know, thinking about it, City assets is worth it. But now at least we know they can concede. So I'm Cancelo, I brought him in for just this game week, thinking that he would do the needful. Did not. But it is what it is. I forgive him, but I'm going to take about my team though. All right, then, you know, United to Liverpool won. Again, shock result, but I don't think it was a shocking game. The thing to me that was surprising was I thought Liverpool was going to lose, and I remember telling some of my friends in my group chats, and something is off with Liverpool. Something is terribly wrong because Van Dijk, I think he's still a good player. Like, again, nobody's taking away who Van Dijk is, but something is off with him, one, and obviously you saw that with Milner yelling at him during the game, Something's off with that midfield because like Milner, Henderson, and I think it was Elliot. Like for a team that almost went quadruple last season, to still feel that. And Fabinho was on the bench. Like again, I know they have injuries. Like Thiago is out. You know, Oxlade is out. Keita is out. Like Konate is out. Matip is out. But like that midfield just needs reinforcements. Like you can't be coming up with Cavalli off the bench. You know what I'm saying? Like to help you win games. And again, I know Jota is also injured as well. So 
there's a lot of mitigating circumstances over at Liverpool. You know, it's like the season before when they struggled, when they had injuries to Van Dijk and a bunch of centre-backs and they had to be playing Henderson as a defender. So it's reminiscent of that. But there's also something about like, why, why do Liverpool players get the same types of, you know, like why are they injured again, especially in that bulk again, you know? So there's that. But credit to United, I think they played really, really well. And once again, a player had to start game with one. Rashford scored. Could easily have scored two, if not three. He had the shot where he dribbled through everybody and then took over the bar. He had another one where he was played on and then he tried to move to the side. And then, you know, if he had chipped, maybe it would have been a goal. And obviously the goal itself. So he could have had a hat-trick. And I think now he's priced at 6.3. Yeah, he is priced at 6.3. So you look at all those things and then like, where was this guy game week one and two? Like, do you understand that I could have done too much more with your money, sir? Do you know how much, how far I fell into the doldrum because I believed in you? But then I take him out and now he wants to start scoring. Do you, the audacity. Anyways, we move on. Manchester United next, they play Southampton, Leicester, Arsenal, Crystal Palace. So again, I know some people want to see more, but I think the Southampton game is too easy for them not to slap people up. Like you got to go slap up Southampton, man. Because Southampton is not that good either. Now again, I know Leicester just fumbled but Southampton is not that good. So if we know Southampton is not that good and Leicester is not that good, they should get points. The Arsenal game, they could draw, they could lose. Like that one would not even be disrespectful because I think Arsenal is probably the best looking team right now. But not getting maximum points from Southampton and Leicester after that performance against Liverpool would be criminal. And I think at that point, you know, Ethereum guy would be, would be a scam. Like, is this only Liverpool you know how to play against? Because what? You know, I rest my case on this United boy. So I'm waiting to see with them. Um, points FC also, some, something is going off there because Points FC is not among the points. Like, how do we have two goals and Bruno is not even anywhere near any of them? What's going on? Like, if you remember what Points FC used to be, like, what, two seasons ago? Where, like, you went every other game week with, like, halls, not just, like, points. Halls. It was, like, 15, 8, 11, 2, 14. Like, that's who, that's the Bruno I know. Like, you know what I mean? That's Points FC I know. And he's here just... Anyways, it is what it is. So game week four, um, moving over. So in terms of my own plans, um, I've brought in Perisic, like I said already, that I was going to do. I like Zaha, so I'm bringing him back. Um, I know they play Manchester City, um, but I'm getting to the point where I'm disregarding fixtures. So I'm bringing Zaha back in. Martinelli, I quite like as well. And my front, um, you know, my strike force remains unchanged. So that's kind of how I'm going into the game week. Um, my bench also remains unchanged. So, um, you know, again, I would love to bring in Ben Mee somewhere instead of Zaha, but I think Zaha is playing so well. He's in amongst it. Like, he's very aggressive this year. He's already at three goals. Like, Zaha had 14 goals last season. That was his best season. I think he's going to beat it again this year. So, I think Zaha now, with, even with Vieira's, you know, ideology, I think it's he's playing quite well in this role and in this, you know, way. He's also on penalties, so... And Sterling is not, so I took out Sterling. Even though I want... I really like Sterling. I think... He is bound to score eventually. And I think Leicester is the perfect opportunity. But one, we talked about it already, like early in the season, I'm swinging a little more to value because over time I'll swing back to points. There's still enough time to catch up. Like I'm not worried that a lot of people are ahead of me. Like I'm not worried that I'm like, what, maybe 6 million in the world? I'm not, I'm not. it's still too early. Like we'll still catch them. Like, you know, we'll still give them a head start and still catch them. Like, I feel like every year I do this and I still come back. It just feels like, you know, like again, obviously I could probably play a strategy in early in the year where like I just go points all out and see if that changes my position. But I just have fun with like experimenting on play. Like, cause again, fantasy is not only about just winning. Like in terms of the mini leagues, sure, I'm probably going to still finish high, but also like 
part of fantasy is being able to figure out which player is playing well and giving people a try and you know being like oh i saw this guy in this game like who is he about like rodrigo harrison and you know aronson like i was wondering who this aronson guy is like is this that ted lasso guy really serious and it turns out he is so last season i suppose at least and maybe i should have brought it back but instead i was like you know what let me see what liverpool is doing so it is what it is like at the end of the Watching sport is, is a lot of fun. And if we make fantasy only about getting points, then it becomes frustrating because then you can't really enjoy your game weeks. You can't really enjoy the matches. You can't really enjoy what you're seeing. I want to enjoy the game. I want to savor it. So why not? Let me give Ben Mee a chance instead of like Saliba. Let me see what Andreas can do. You know what I mean? So that's kind of my thoughts. That's my mindset. Just enjoying the game as well. Watching out for people and playing the game, you know, playing the value game as well. Seeing how high I can increase that value and figuring out players that can get me points while getting value. So there's so much to look at and enjoy in the game that like, it just, it's a lot of fun. So for game week four, my captain, I, right now it's on Kane because I think Northern Forest is as good as, you know, as many points that they've moved to gather. They figured out points against West Ham, figured out points against Everton. I, I want to see how resilient these Spurs guys are. I'm also actually considering captaining a defender. Like Perisic is the worthy captain in my opinion because I think he's just that good. So I'm considering Perisic as a captain, considering um, De Bruyne as a captain, and also considering Rodrigo as captain, I think KDB is dangerous um, as well. But I think Palace are just so well organized. And obviously Palace beat them last year, I believe. So one time last year. So all those things are in my mind. But I think my captaincy choices are, again, top three. And obviously I don't have Salah. So if I had Salah, then obviously Salah would be automatic. So if you have Salah, certainly just captain and move on. But I'm worried about Liverpool. And as a fan, I cannot have them lose in real life and then you know, losing my FBL team. So I'm going to enjoy their season this year. I think they're going to struggle. I'm going to watch them. Again, I'm just supporting them just for this season. We'll see who I have to support next season. Maybe go back to Leeds. But, you know, I I don't know. So I'm just ignoring Salah. I'm ignoring Trent, ignoring Robertson. I'm ignoring their prices, ignoring everything they've done. Based on what I've seen on the field in the last three games, I'm not happy. I'm not impressed. So I'm just taking them a lot. The same treatment I did to Arsenal. If you're not performing, remove them. Like, if a team is terrible in the current performance, that's it. Show me the points. If you're not getting points, I don't rate you. I remove you out of my team. You know what I mean? So right now, Arsenal is doing the business. I bring them all in. Spurs are doing the business. You bring them all in. Man City, same thing. So, because that's the game. The game is the game. It's not personal. Anyways, guys, I wish you all the best in your captaincy choices. I wish you all the best. And uh, I'll catch you at the end of the next game week. Bye-bye.